You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. It's getting cold, all right? Let's go. Black guy, you cool with this? Fuck yeah, you are. All right. I lost my ticket at Horton Plaza two days ago. Has anyone ever done that? That's fucked. 30 fucking dollars? Are you out of your mind? And I thought about it because I was only gone. And he used to go, I was only gone for 40 minutes. They know. They watched me come in here. They knew it. And in 40 minutes, I lost my ticket. And when you're walking back to Horton Plaza to get, my car's a fucking hostage now. I can't get it out of here unless I give them 30 fucking dollars. And I'm walking, I even walked along the same route that I took to fucking go where I was going. I'm just another crazy looking homeless dude staring at the ground, talking to himself, figuring out where the fuck this ticket is. I'm never finding this ticket again. And then in my mind, I'm coming up with every plan that I'm gonna do other than getting my car. My first plan was, it's a rental car, I'm driving right through the gate. That's what I said, that's it, fuck it, I'm Thelma and Louising right through this gate. I don't give a shit. My other plan, I'm just gonna park in the thing and put it in park and go, I don't know what's until you let me out of this fucking parking garage. I don't give a sh- Call a cop. I don't give a shit. I'm not giving you $30. That is the thought that I had. And I said, that's not going to work. <laughs> and I walked up to the machine because I said, hey, I'm just going to hit the button. They're going to give me a new ticket. I go to the other machine. They put the stamp on it. Boom. Nobody knows I was here. There's a thousand fucking people at Horton fucking Plaza. I hit the fucking button. <laughs> No fucking ticket. A voice comes over. Oh my god, hold on a second. A voice comes over and says, here's a Jameson shot. Well, well, there you go right there. Well, now we're toasting to the fact that my car's still a Horton Plaza. That's what we're toasting to. God bless you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. I'm having a blast. Oh, I don't need a ride. Uh, I hadn't really thought. You need a ride because your car's at Horton Plaza. <laughs> Are you a cop? What kind of questions are you asking right now? You want to walk a straight line? I will. I'll if I can. I'll pay someone to walk a straight line for me. That's where I'm at right now. I had every single gnarly plan to get my car out of that stupid garage and whatever the avocado level is, go fuck yourself. I don't know what that is. Bullshit. I'm supposed to remember that it's green. It's green and there was a four by it. That's where my stupid car is. When I hit the button, the machine didn't kick out the ticket. And a voice came over the speaker, can I help you, sir? 
I didn't expect to talk to a human being at that point. I thought, no, I'm going to talk to the machine. It's going to give me a ticket. I'm fucking out of here. Now I'm saying for the lady, she's like, what happened? And I just had no idea. I had not planned a lie. I had not planned a series of lies that I now had to tell. What happened to your ticket? They spilled beer on it. I yelled at the computer. That is what she said. Who is they? I didn't know because I had not that that far ahead. No. Is your ticket wet? No, it's disintegrated. I told her that my ticket was disintegrated. What beer exists in this world that would disintegrate a ticket? That is not a real thing. She goes, go inside and talk to me. Who are you? There's a fucking office. I can see her. I should have known this. And I walked right inside and she said, she got giant tits. She's sitting at a desk. And I'm trying to use my fucking dude charm to get out of this. There's got to be something I can do, lady. I'm not paying this 30 bucks. I'm not paying. You know what she said? If you go to the mall right now, and I was late, you go to the mall right now, you buy $30 of anything, I'll let you out of here. I went to Macy's, ladies. I don't even know what Lancome is, but I went to whatever that fucking counter is. That's just it. That's just the ladies, because dudes, you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. And I found a wallet that was $37 on sale because it was at the price point. I'm shopping for a woman's wallet to get my car because my car's being held hostage because I'm a ticket-losing fucking moron. And I go, and I put this wallet down, and they scan it. 25% off, dude. Yeah, I'm saving money. $29.16 this thing's come out. Now I gotta fucking spend 84 more cents. Macy's does not sell anything that is 84 cents. I will tell you that right now. They had a box of Godiva chocolates right there for $4, and they scanned that, and I took it. I got my car out. I had to go back to the mall the next day to return all the fucking bullshits. It is the first time in the history of me being fat that I've ever returned candy. I can tell you that. This God is my witness. And this dude, and he had this dude with a black, he was dressed just like you, sir, except he's, except he liked dudes. It was the only difference, you know what I mean? Because he was in the fragrance area, same pie, everything. And he, he got grew up with the, with the wallet, I go up with the candy in the receipt, and he goes, well, how come you didn't want it? And I pause and I go, that didn't fit. <laughs> Levels are up and good. That's the volume. That's the volume we're going to be choosing. Yeah, that's the one. He says to himself as he adjusts his breathing to not sound like the overweight fat asshole that he is. Folks, welcome back to Cart Path Diem. Well, look at me laugh as I say the name of my own show here on the Cart Path. You know what? Jump in. To the 4256 Productions golf cart. Look look what I got in the back. Huh? Huh? That's right. Corona lights. Oh, put it. you're putting a lime in there? You're on vacation. All right? Every sip is a reminder of a hooker you got in Puerto Vallarta. Look at me dropping the spanny on there. I had to drop the spanny to get my car out of Horton Plaza. <laughs> 
That's the thanks for and, and thanks for sitting through the the audio there at the top portion. Sometimes you know you just things happen to you and you're like, well, I, I have to talk. If I don't talk about if I don't talk about this and get it off my being, then I'm gonna walk around for the rest of my life going, I can't believe I gave the chick with the big tits thirty bucks. And she and I, I do when I tell you when I walked into this office. All right, you have no. And for those of you. Well, why would you join late? Who just says, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm clicking the minute, whatever the fuck this is. Yeah, don't. So you know what happened? I actually thought I was going to get away with it. All right. I was, that's the thing. And I was sober and I thought I would get away with it. I I said, look, whatever defenses this, this garage has is just been set up for morons. People who don't think ahead, people who maybe don't have the the best education layout, maybe people who who really never tried in life. Those are the kind of people who lose their tickets. Those are the kind of people who try to park for free. Oh, I got a coffee right now. I don't know how you guys cream your coffee, all right? I want just enough in. If, If my coffee looks like Halle Berry's butthole, then that is the exact mocha goodness, the brown mocha goodness that I need going down my being. Oh, love it. And Dina and Dina buys the good shit. Like, you know me? I'm going, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy a 95 tub a fucking pound tub of U-band. All right. I'm gonna spend six bucks on it and it's gonna last me for half a year because I don't care what the stuff tastes like. I just need the energy from whatever I believe this coffee does to me to make now we have to John, you have to we you know, this is this is a special San Antonio breakfast blend. Look at it. And then there we are. There we are. And then now I'm I can't, I can't hate. She pays for it. So what, what are you going to do? You know? So I'm sitting there. I go inside the garage, Horton Plaza, and she barks me into the office. And now I'm standing there. Okay, a, because a, I'm, I, A, because I have 45 minutes now to drive 15 minutes to catch a seven minute cab and walk three minutes. So I have 45 minutes but I need 25 of those minutes. So I have 20 open minutes that I got to figure out how to get this thing out of here. And she goes, she first, she goes, she goes, yeah, you can give me 30. And she was such a cunt the way she said you. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just give me 30 bucks. Like the sign says. And I just said, well, she said, oh, you can go to the, and she said flippantly, or you can go to the mall and buy $30 worth of stuff. And I said, in my mind, I was like, oh, you fucking bitch. It's the same thing. I'm still out 30. And then as soon as I said bucks in my head, my fat other voice said, no, you fucking moron. You can return this shit. And I was like, oh, because I was almost about to. I literally considered standing up and just flipping like just, you know, you know, you watch those dudes when they're, they're lifting up those those kegs right before they throw them over the wall on ESPN. I was going to be down in a lowered stance make, and make. And there was an old guy in the office, too. All right. He was like. He was like, maybe he was like passing down the parking baton, you know, because he's in his late 60s. So he's handing down the parking baton to, you know, big, big chick tits here. I should probably give her a better nickname than whatever I just said. And as I wanted to make eye contact with this guy. I said, just pick up and flip that fucking desk right on her and say, you know what? You deal with the rest of your afternoon with some bruised thighs. All right. Maybe you got to go to therapy from now on. But you know what? When you see somebody who looks like me walk into your office, you're going to think twice. You're going to think twice other than to have a flippant attitude. How dare you have a flippant? She knew what the fuck she was doing. Obviously, she knew what she was doing. I was not the first person that she had ever sent into the mall, nor will I be the last. Obviously, it's a lesson learning. Was my lesson learned? Yeah, but I shouldn't have lost the tip. You know how many times when you're like, oh, what's in my pocket? 
put my hand in my pocket. Oh, well, maybe just the back of my hand is, is, is touching the item and I'm not feeling it because the back side of my hand isn't as good as the front side of my hand. So now I'm, now you're doing the guy where you're, you're, you're putting your hand backwards inside of your own pocket, trying to pull this thing out. And then now you, you can't, now I got to do both sides. You know, now, now I just look like a psychopath. I got both, both my hands didn't bury deep, going the wrong way in my pockets. Anyone driving by goes, that dude, that dude is one basement away from being a fucking psychopath. And I, and I, have, the, and I have this theory, all right, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but I have this theory that if I'm ever allowed to own a basement, I'm going to become a villain. That is, that is something that I've absolutely, I am one basement away from being a villain, all right? Because I don't know how it works out. I don't know, I don't know like, what, what the road to villainy is, all right? Is that a movie yet? Someone should make one. Dana, get me a pencil. The road to villainy has to start because you have to have a lair. Every villain has a lair, right? The lair is, is where you go when you hang out. And I don't have a penthouse lair, so I'm going to have a basement lair. See, some guys, they have, a, they have a workshop. Some guys just have a basement. Some guys have a man cave. Some guys have a media room. Some guys have, that's where all your kids' fucking toys are, so they can be as loud as you want. It doesn't affect your life as you sit there in your bed trying to catch a little bit of a nap because you know you ruin your life. That's why you do that. No, not me. It's going to be drab. It's going to smell like wet. <laughs> it's gonna smell like mildew and i'm gonna have a fucking lair i'm gonna have a workbench i don't know i don't know tools or anything but it's just gonna be the fucking laid out plans of how i single-handedly take down something and that's what i would do that's what i would do i would i, I would maybe maybe i turn into one of these murdering satanists that are getting all this fucking maybe i finally i'm getting some tv credits because i'm the new murdering satanist how about that i refuse to give the woman 30 bucks absolutely refused to give the woman 30 bucks I, could, I was pissed I was absolutely pissed that I had lost something because I spend I don't know I, I don't know what you guys do to, to maintain the things that you own as you walk around I, I in my pockets in my pockets at all time I have of course religious items I got a wallet I've got a couple notebooks I have a phone in one pocket and I have keys in another and I spend my life walking around in public just just giving the fucking tap just constantly tap is it there is it there is it there is it there I wish I could stop it I wish maybe if my ass you know if my jeans were a little tighter I could just always feel that my wallet was there but no got to give it a tap got to give it because it's an OC- I have to imagine that it's an OCD thing or it's just a what kind of a nightmare do you have to go through if you lose your phone and your wallet? Think about that. How much time do we spend on both your phone and also everything you do in your wallet? Now I got to go and replace. You got you got to go replace your fuck every piece of ID, every debit card, every credit card. That's awful. Absolutely awful. I mean, think about that. You know? That's a that's a crazy pause. Booming, booming audio coming back from the beast lair. You couldn't read the sign. Don't feed the... I had to I should, I should change my fucking headphone batteries because all of a sudden I couldn't... Well, I could hear myself, but I couldn't hear... You know what I mean? You're not here. No, you don't know. You don't know because you don't fucking sit with a piece of headphones on your head 30 hours a week. But if you do, good for you. You've made it, all right? Whether you're just sitting there listening to... Like, think about it. Your life right now, you've figured out how to live where you could spend all day listening to... Po- you fucking want... I don't get to listen to podcasts all day. I wish. I wish. Maybe all this ranting and raving about fucking having a job, me in a cubicle, is just some jealous. Because when I had a cubicle, I had a lot more fucking free time in my hands. Now I'm just breathing heavy into the microphone. So yeah.
I touch my fucking pockets all the time because I don't want to lose anything. And that's why I was even more extra pissed that I lost this fucking ticket. And I had to go and I had to fucking go to Macy's. And I, yes, that every, it's all true. It's all absolutely true. And I just, I was just literally, and I wasn't even looking for anything. I was just, it was, I was like the Terminator, like the Terminator. If you would have saw that the screen behind my eyeballs, you would have had like a threat level. As I looked at every single person that I passed, the ability to help level is also there. Some kind of facial recognition, you know, like, are they checking me out? Is this something I should be into? Or price points, just everything, anything. Nope. 70. I'm not spending 70 to get out of the garage. What if I can't return it now? Now it's the fear. What if I can't return it? That's why I went about the candy. The initial thought was, what if they don't let me fucking return this chocolate? What if, what if I come back? So in my mind, I'm so mad about losing my ticket. I'm now standing in a fucking Macy's and I'm having a conversation with myself saying, what if this fucking guy doesn't allow me to return this $4 thing? Like I, like I'm complaining that like that the next day I would be I would fucking buy probably four dollars worth of candy anyways, but I decided that if I had to return it, I was just gonna stand in front of the guy in slow motion and just eat the chocolates and never break eye contact and never let anyone never let him help anybody else. I was just gonna follow him around the store. That is the plan, and I had that plan. I not that's that's a plan that I had. Not only did I not only not only did I have that plan, I already had it in my head how I was gonna feel getting away with it. And I also knew how I was going to get out of it if I was got caught while I was getting away with it. All of these thoughts were happening as I slid that four fucking dollar box of chocolates across the front. But it was good to be in San Diego. Amazing. Oh, we did some podcasts, comics, chatting comedy with Jeff Billado, Jesse Egan available on Podomatics. I believe it's Podomatics. It's, uh, hold on. He's got to look. Hold on, what are you going to plug a fucking thing that's not the right place? Yeah, Potomatic.com. Just search comics, chat and comedy. Or you know it's on iTunes. More than likely it's on Stitcher. So go out and check that. That was a good, like, I think it was like a two-hour conversation. Took mushrooms with uh, Johnny Nevada. Well, maybe we shouldn't, yeah. You know what? I had a good, I had a, uh, ah, he doesn't give a fuck. I had it. Uh, you know what? My buddy Jordan, Johnny Nevada. And uh, A.H. from Take Offense, my buddy Vince, his buddy Adrian, we all came in and, uh, and uh, enjoyed some of nature's goodness. We got some gifts from the universe and uh, had a, had a do- I, you know, had a quote unquote dope conversation just talking about creativity and talking about life choices. And I don't know if you guys have checked out Take Offense yet. I should probably uh, I'll, I'll put it. You know what? I'm going to close. I'll close this show with uh with a song they put out on their last album hands down i mean i've i've been a fan of of take offense shit since they started i mean i believe you know one of the, the only seven inch that pc desk ever put out was a split with take offense all right and i and i think I, I think i still have a couple copies laying around somewhere and just to be hanging out in a in a different headspace and not only in a different headspace but like Eight years removed from when we were doing shows, nine years or seven years removed. That's a long fuck. We, look, I've I've had four careers in that fucking span. So have they. And so now I'm, I'm with my buddy who's now 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 Jordan and Nevada have a band called Space Wax and they're going to be fucking huge. You're like stoner fucking trippy. Go on YouTube. They have videos on there. It's just like it's like, what does your band sound like? And anytime someone explains your band, anytime somebody explains your band like like. Well, all right. Imagine you're riding mystical dragons of mystery. 
then you know then you know the fucking band's gonna be good because they've taken the time to explain their music in a fucking stoner sense and you know it's great and it is great so definitely check them out but dude take offense hands down i'm, I'm telling you right now in the annals of who is going to be future legends in what we call hardcore what we call crossover what we call thrash take offense from san diego and Power Trip from Dallas, Texas, fucking both bands. If you check those, I don't know if you, of course, I'm hopefully you already know because if you're hardcore kids, you're listening to this because you're fucking, because we're all this, all right? And that's why we're here hanging out in the golf cart because Straight Edge is all about golf. Don't let me do it. But check out those two bands, all right? And it was good to be back and it was good to uh, imbibe in some natural, uh, boy, the fucking weed and uh, <laughs> the weed. <laughs> I was hanging out with my buddy, uh, my buddy Martin a couple times and uh, find some found some spaces in my brain that I hadn't been to in a while. Oh, that is a oh, how good does that feel? How good does that feel to just be just on the right side of almost too high yet sitting on a, a cement bench overlooking the Pacific Ocean, holding a fish taco in one hand and a Starbucks venti iced coffee. With no classic light ice and a little bit of room for some half and half and some splendid. Look, I'm just giving you my order right now. If anyone wants to hang out and drink, I co- if you want to golf, I got my clubs with me. Let's fucking hang out. If you're in SD, you're in Austin, let's fucking party. All right. How many more tangents can I throw into this intro? What do you mean intro? The show hasn't started yet? No, the show hasn't fucking started yet. Are you kidding me? We're just, we're just getting loose here. We're in the on deck circle. We're on the practice tee, all right? This isn't here on Cart Path DM. Sometimes, sometimes the show just happens. Sometimes your best round happens at the range before you play. Sometimes the best shots when you felt the most in the moment, when your swing was the most balanced, when you are com- absolutely picking it clean off the deck and you're not even feeling it. The best home runs that I've hit, the best golf shots that I've hit, the best punches that I've thrown have never felt like I hit anything. That's a fucking real thing, all right? Because you're just letting you're letting nature do the work. It's just molecules. Sometimes you leave it on the fucking range. Sometimes it comes sporadically during the during the sh- during the uh, during the golf game. I had I had a, oh who had a birdie who had a birdie a Calipe golfing with his father. This guy, this guy, I had crazy drives, and I also had four putted every hole. But anyways, look to sit there and overlook the Pacific Ocean to watch the sunset. I mean. It's heaven on earth, man. It's fucking absolutely heaven on earth to be back amongst friends, to be hanging out with my buddy Kyle as a tattooer who let me crash at his house and golfed with him. All right. We, I spent the whole round just I spent the whole round just announcing it like an announcer. All right. Sometimes I got to get out of my own head when I'm playing. And because I and then because then I'm like, oh, keep your front side closed. All right. You balanced. Are you up on your toes? Don't get back on your heels. What's the lie? Is there an angle? All right. Is your slice happening today? Or are you drawing the ball? Are you fading it? Or are you drawing it? Which one is it? Because I never know. Is it a day that I'm hitting the ball straight? Well, am I prone now? I've hit six balls straight. Does this mean the slice is coming on the seventh or I've been slicing it all day? Does that mean the straight one is coming on the fucking 12th? You never know when it's going to happen because my swing is a fucking rubik's cube of confusion but i played well and the slice was working a little banana angle oh starting it way off to the left dropping it in the fairway like he knows what he's doing 
And that's and that's it. And I love the fact that the fucking clubs are here. I, oh, I'm so stoked right now. I'm going to I'm going to Arlington this week. I'm going to go to Arlington there and I'm working. Uh, I'm working at the I'm working at the Improv. It's going to be great. Four days. I, I look. I'm here in Austin one day. I'm here in Austin one day to sit here to sit down and and knock this show out of the park. And I don't know that I'm not going to right now. I'm, I got some line drives going to the Gap. All right, maybe a couple balls off the wall. I was robbed on a couple jokes, but I, I figure, you know, when we get this, when we actually get this show started, all right, when we finally break it down and get this show to the beginning level that it needs to be at, all right, when we're no longer being weirded out about, have you said enough about your trip? You know, I, I, would you have enough stories? I, I'm pretty sure I've got about a dozen stories on deck that run the gambit from punk rock to satanic murder. Well, why wouldn't I? This is the cart path, and this is where... We jump in and go down the digital golf course of life and we look at all the crazy stuff that's going on in other people's lives that isn't ours. Because if you're listening to this show, you're making good decisions. If you're making good decisions, you feel good about the decisions you make. And life is the heaven on earth that we're supposed to be creating. Ah, but if you make those bad decisions, if you make those bad decisions, then you get the hell on earth. My bad decision, not putting the parking ticket into my wallet. Not knowing exactly where it is at all time, thinking that I could just wing it and keep it on me, and I ended up dropping it. But I got to go to the American Comedy Club and watch my buddy uh, Greg Santos do a set, and uh, Billy Bunnell as well, who's uh, super funny. It's I'm telling you, man, San Diego. I just didn't know that's where I started. That's a fucking thing. It's almost eleven. Jesus, 11 years ago, I did my first mic there. And now it's just, just to go back and hang with everybody. It's a, it's a good learning experience. It's a good reset. Sometimes you need a reset. So whether your reset is just a new place to live, maybe it's a new outfit. Maybe it's just a new idea and a way to look at things. Maybe it's a fish taco and some weed over the Pacific Ocean. Sometimes it's a handful of mushrooms. Sometimes it's other psychedelics that will reset your computer and allow you to look at your life and what you've created in a state of non-judgment that allows us to move forward. And that's where we are. Yeah, working out. Yeah, guess who already went for his wall? Guess who was doing sit-ups and push-ups? Yeah, guess who was out of breath earlier? Guess who fucking doesn't care about his neighbor downstairs if he's doing jumping jacks? This guy, that's right. Set of 10, 10 sets of 10, all right? I want her to fucking think that the Schlitz malt liquor bull is living upstairs from her. Oh, because you know what? I, I, don't, I don't fucking, you know what? She's got an awesome dog and I'm not allowed to fucking pet her dog. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, that's fucking why I hate her. Yeah, because she's got this fucking French bulldog, and the thing's got a face. Oh, the face on this thing. Oh, it's just looking at you like it knows things, and its ears are up. Like, you're just like, oh, what does your fucking meaty ham head feel like? Oh, I just want to get in there and just scruff your neck, you little dude. But, you know, not allowed to fucking touch it. She doesn't make eye contact. She's fucking weirded out, and she must hate us, because all we do up here is just podcast, laugh, and fuck. That's all that happens here in the 4256 production studios. I think uh, as far as starting the show goes... I say let's do it. Check one, check two, check one and check two. Uh, I only like Olympic news when it involves people dying. 
or bacon. Sage Kotzenberg finally gets his Olympic medal made of bacon. This is coming to you from Deadspin. Winning the first gold medal of the Olympics was both a blessing and a curse for Sage Kotzenberg, America's 20-year-old slope-style snowboard bro god. Boy, somebody had to type that and got paid for it. A bro god, that's a... Uh, I, uh, wait, I, is, is bro guy is that an official title you can give somebody like bro like i feel like bros most bros they're not really god people you know what i mean and most god people aren't really bros i guess this dude's just so good at snowboarding you can fucking say whatever you want it is intense to be honored so early he says look the flag's going up man you got the medal on you're just tripping out but it was sort of a bummer to come home and do the media rounds without getting to enjoy any of the social aspects of the olympic village he captured the hearts and minds of America's stoners. Well, that's why I'm reading it. And Epicures, when he mused on something that, let's face it, we've all wished for. And this is what he said on Twitter. Oh, I wish the Sochi medals were made out of bacon. 1,300 fucking retweets on that motherfucker. Oh, look at how if you could have 1,300 retweets. Oh, what would your life be like? Oh, would you, would you sleep better at night? Would you have more friends in real life? Would people respect you as a human? No, it's fucking Twitter. It gives a shit. It finally happened at Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Meat Company. Oh, meat. Oh, we got meat company. A Pennsylvania meat company has crafted a special bacon metal for Kotzenberg. One round slab of turkey bacon etched with a wood burning tool, presumably as edible as it is priceless. Well, dude, I mean, look, I don't know what you guys do. With your free time, I don't know if you ever sit and you say, hey, yeah, you know what? I would. I would want to uh, I, I, I would want to uh, have some bacon metal. I would. I would. Uh, if I could have a comedic microphone made, out of it, it'd be gone. I would have I would have fucking eaten it. All right. I would have eaten it. But I guess, look, hey, props. Hey, props. First of all, props to being just a meat company. And you're in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is a fucking t- hey, it's cold. All right. If you're in the wrong city, they're going to beat you up because maybe you're fucking too white in a place where you're not supposed to be or you're too black in a place where you're supposed to be. That's the one thing about PA, man. They run the gambit. You're going to from from the smartest, most coolest people to absolute psychopaths of the pendulum. Ah, but isn't that anywhere? Isn't that anywhere? And there was always there's always been a vibe in Philly. And, you know, <laughs> you know, why? you know, why I love fucking Philly. Pit Boss 2000 was doing a show. We were, we were doing a show in 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 Philadelphia, and uh, we, we we were closing it out. We and we had trip. We had gone like the weekend was like we were going to like Erie, and then like Buffalo, and then then we had to drive from like Buffalo to PA. So we were already like I don't know what does that cost like one hundred and fifty bucks in gas and all day to get there. And we finally get there. We load in, and we're we're, we're getting ready to play. And I remember like ringing out, and let's see the lineup. The lineup, it was pre-us going to Europe. So the lineup was me, Ben W.O. Uh, on guitar would have been Dustin, uh, Straight Edge Killer. Uh, we would have had Carrie on bass and Jesus X on drums. As I point behind me, remembering what that looked like. And we get into our fucking ring. Out. I, I remember looking down and terrible from the Bad Luck 13 Riot Extravaganza is off to the left side of the stage. He's got his cock out, and he's just pissing on the floor in front of the stage. And I said, oh, this is going to be one of those kinds of shows. The fucking Bad Luck 13 dudes are here, and things are going to get fucking nuts. And I remember just being stopped. Like, this is going to be fucking amazing. 
We go through the ring out. All of a sudden, you know, the crowd's going back and forth. Kids are fucking. I look across. I can look across the fucking pit, and the skinhead runs from the middle of the thing. He just like I don't know what if it was a plan or just an idea that he had, and he fucking ran right over, and he grabbed he grabbed the fire. He grabbed like one of those like hate like you know like not like the little tiny shitty fuck you know like your apartment complex thinks so little about you and your ability to stop a fire, so they give you like four ounces of powder to like stop a building fire. Not this fucking place. This thing was like a two-hander. It was like a scuba tank-sized fucking fire extinguisher. This motherfucker pulls it off the. And look, it's not my first. It's not my first go around with a fire extinguisher. All right, let me. I'll break. Let me. Let me break this off a little bit further back. Junior college. We're driving to play Modesto. All right, Chabot College versus Modesto Junior College. And uh, the, the 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 sophomores on the team. You should always drive in this beat-up station wagon. And I remember I fucking I think I ball swiped somebody's face or I did something. And one of my teammates picked up the fire extinguisher that was on the front. You know, if you're in a, like a school car, it's got to be extra safe. So this fucking old ass 70s fire trap of a station wagon had a fire extinguisher in it. And the next thing I know, because I'm being a dick, I am now having a standoff between me and one of my teammates who's holding a fucking fire extinguisher. And I said, what are you going to do? Squirt me? Go ahead. And he fucking squirted me as fast as he could. <laughs> My whole face filled up the whole car. Like they said behind the car, when they, they said that we were just driving along, going to the game, they said the next thing we knew, the thing filled up with yellow fucking powder. All the windows go down, and the shit was pouring out the side like you guys were a firework. And then I, I had to miss the first three innings of the game because I had to get my fucking eye washed because I couldn't fucking see anything. I was going, oh, you just got called on your shit, and now you might be potentially blind. So the fucking shit that's inside of the Halon deal or the, the scuba skies tank fucking thing that this skinhead is runs over and he pulls it off the wall the next thing and it's got that big cone hose the big like the fucking i don't know what you call it it's just, it's giant like the tip of it is like a foot long it's like a foot long fo- you know like when you give a all right imagine like if you, if you gave a dog like a cone of shame but then you made it black and you made it a little tighter and then you made it longer it looks just like this He's got the fucking this jack motherfucker. He's got the he's got the the hose in one in his right hand. He's got the tank in his left, like like he's fucking cradling it like a bear hug. And then he turns this motherfucker on, and he while kids are fucking moshing, and we're fucking we've just started the song. He's now spinning in circles with like unleashing the full contents of this fucking thing on top of the whole contents. Or just emptying out, and it's just a yellow cloud. I'm up, up on stage, and kids are still fucking moshing. Except as the cloud is approaching the stage, because that's just the way the air is flowing, and it's every there is not an open bit of air in this room right now. It's like you know, you know when they show like when they show like nuclear fucking Holocaust movies, or they show uh, or they show like a sandstorm coming. It's exactly fucking what it looked like. A sandstorm was coming to the stage, and as it washed over kids, they just fell out because they couldn't keep mo- you couldn't fucking breathe and i'm watching the skin come in slow motion we're still fucking performing we're still fucking playing and then all of a sudden i look over and i start to back up to the drum set because i go i need a little more fucking time here all right and it goes over it goes over fucking ben he's fucking bent over coughing it hits dustin he stops fucking playing now it's just drums and bass now it's just fucking drums and bass it hits carrie now nobody's playing bass it hits me and all thing you have like now is fucking drums he's the last one playing and then it washes over him and every single fucking inch of that fucking room is covered in smoke or whatever the shit is. 
you could have heard a fucking pin drop. Could have heard a fucking pin drop. And then in the back of the room, somebody yells, Oh my God, it's toxic. <laughs> and everyone, all you could see was yellow smoke. The one dimly lit exit sign and a couple hundred hardcore kids and skinheads racing for the fucking exit. And so everyone's getting out there. They're all fucking rubbing their eyes. They realize the fucking show's over at that point. All right. Nope. We, we not, we don't get to play a, not only do we not get to play, we're not getting paid because we didn't fucking play. And there was that, those fucking kind of days. And the next thing I know, the kid who fucking the kid who got into it with the fucking now now the skinhead with the fucking with, with the fire extinguisher has to deal with angry pit boss fans and so he's being chased and now the energy in the street is fucking nuts so all the whole show is poured out into this two-lane street i'm standing on the steps of the venue just kind of fucking looking down watching everything kind of happen and all of a sudden terrible and another dude from bad luck 13 getting a like two dudes from their own band but they had some brewing beef going and i look up and fucking they both have bats those barbed wire fucking bats and now the whole show is ringed around these two motherfuckers i have the vantage point so i'm looking down over these two swinging each other with fucking barbed wire bats and i look up the street and a cop pulls slowly fucking down slowly fucking down the street and he he notices his car about halfway in and he looks down the block and he looks and for this fucking guy one single solo cop to look down the street and to not only see 200 fucking tattooed psychopaths but in the middle of it two dudes having a barbed wire bat fight and this fucking guy backed his cop car out and he drove on like nothing happened and that's why i love fucking pennsylvania but that's also why pennsylvania sometimes scares the shit out of me so speaking of that, dude, you heard about this chick? What about if you're 19 and you're just a Satanist on a fucking murderous rampage? Pennsylvania woman claims she joined a Satanic cult at the age of 13 and went on a murderous six-year rampage. At least one Satanist leader is a non-believer when it comes to a Pennsylvania woman's claims that she joined a Satanic cult and killed dozens of people over a six-year period. Well, when you're busy, you got a lot to do, you know? I've like... You f- look, I, I'm a big guy to preach passion. You find the thing that you were made to do on this planet. Yeah, you go for it. Fucking go for it. Yeah, yeah. She's she's you know cleansing the blood the blood of the non-believers. Miranda Barber. Oh, that's a giveaway. Every chick is named Miranda is a fucking weirdo. Nineteen accused of killing a man in November that she met on Craigslist. Well, he fucking met her on Craigslist. The how good could it end? How good could it fucking end? If you're buying a car or you're buying pussy, if you're doing it on Craigslist, it's a fuck zone. All right. The only thing you can find on Craigslist is shit for free. Sometimes music gear in an apartment. She made national headlines last week. She told a local newspaper she killed at least 22 others. Ah. Oh. The Daily Item reported, and this is coming from USA Today, the Daily Item reported in summary that she was sexually abused as a child, joining a satanic cult when she was 13. The cult leader helped her pull the trigger on her first kill. Well, then your fucking first kill was just an assist. All right, you know, just because... You know, just just because you know, like, hey, you're you're the little kid at the wedding, and you're standing on your father's feet for the dance. You, he's dancing. You're just standing there. Okay, it's a, this is the this is the murder version of the fucking wedding. What do I think about weddings? <laughs> Every time I hear someone plan a wedding, I just go, oh, I'm so glad I'm a fucking busy. B, I'm gonna be in another part of the country. C, I couldn't afford to go even if I wanted to. All right, and C and D. Every wedding that I've been to, including my own, have all fucked up. All right, I went to I went to a buddy's wedding once, and uh, 
remember they had to they they do the thing where they 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 hold hands and they go we are gonna light a candle of unity two hands together joining separate flames to one flame that they light the candle to show not only their bond together but the bond with our lord and savior jesus christ in front of the witnesses of friends and family and the almighty and the candles went down and the candles went down again and they fucking had forgot to dig the wick out of the top of the candle so now that they're just you ever watch somebody fucking like it was like they're making s'mores they're fucking moving the kid now they're both moving the candles they were moving the candles back and forth like those curling fucks in the olympics <laughs> and there was no wick to light and the and the, and the guy who's doing the, the event looks down and he goes Sometimes a symbol is nothing but a symbol, but it was the symbol of their love that we are <laughs> he fucking bailed on it. Federal, state, and local authorities said they're looking into Barber's murderous claims Tuesday. A prosecutor said there has been no verification of additional slayings and North Carolina authorities expressed skepticism. So look, she got caught. She got caught for this fucking murder deal. Now she's trying to up the story. She's trying to sell. Is she trying to sell books? You know, look, I, the thing is, I bang her. She I, she's not, a, you know, as far as the murdering Satanists go, she's like a six. I've fucking done worse. She's currently charged with one murder and the fatal stabbing of Tona LaFerrara. LaFerrara, 42 in November. She told the Daily Adam she agreed to have sex with LaFerrara for 100 bucks. Well, yeah, you should have brought more fucking money. She also said she told LaFerrara, 42, that she had just turned 62. Oh, well, I don't know where you guys fucking fall on this side of fucking social justice. Uh... I don't know, dude. If you're on Craigslist paying money for fucking underage puss and you get fucking murdered, dude, that that just might be that just might be the universe fucking cleaning house. Maybe here comes the rain again falling on your head like a memory, falling on your head like a new emotion. So baby, talk to me. I don't know what the words are to the fucking your rhythm. <laughs> I just butchered here comes the sun that's what i imagine if you were going to do this if you were going to do uh this the, the the recreation of this this girl who had been sexually abused joined a satanic cult lured a fucking pedophile from craigslist for a hundred bucks and murdered the guy you're going to go with ghosts cover of here comes the sun he told me that it was okay and he would have and he wait 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 quote he told me that it was okay if he would have said no that he wasn't going to go through with the arrangement i would have let him go she told the newspaper oofa and her husband elite barber that's a weird name could face the death penalty if convicted of the murder grieve said he believes miranda barber wants to make a media splat kind of sounds like she wants to make a media splash a little bit and she says using Satanism to distance herself from the horror of murder. She wants people to believe she's killed for justice sake. And she has turned herself into Dexter. <laughs> if not, because people are going to give a shit about Dexter when that thing goes on Blu-ray. And when you are rotting in a hole, having lesbian sex with a plunger, you're going to be thinking, ooh. We need some sandpaper around here. Greaves says many people connect Satanism with evil, but it really involves individuality, the quest for knowledge, and rejecting arbitrary authority. Quote, we don't even believe in the devil, he said. Quote, unquote, most Satanists don't. Ah, what are you going to, you know what? We, it, hey, that's something, that's something you don't know all the day. Oh, side note. 
uh, uh, Bruins fucking top standings right now. 78 points. 78 points right there. And uh, oh, you got to. Oh, this, are we, what, 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 another fucking win. For, does Boston need another fucking title? Of course we fucking do. Of course. Of course. I don't know. What do you think? What do you hit, hit me up? I want to know what, what your gut feeling on this. Is this a real person who is just doing this for social justice? Is she lying about 22 murders because she needs to expand her story? All right. Is that is that what she's doing? All right. Hold on. We got to we got to fucking we're going to jump into a little bit of advertising. And when we come off on the backside is punk dead. Well, it's advertising chunk number one. He says as he announces the commercial schedule. And who do we well well where do you go? Where do you go first? Well let's let's go to our title sponsor, John Toll.com and 4256productions.com. They're the ones who have invested into this process, the folks who are the fine folks who are who are behind the the conglomeration of podcast of greatness that we find here, whether it's producing card path DM after the illusion, disrupt the illusion or disrupt the road. They're the folks who are behind it. It's it's uh, thank you for all the for, for everybody who's uh, donated to the cause. And if you want to donate to the show like other folks have, you can do that right there on the donation link on either the podcast page or the blog page at johntoll.com. While you're there, what are you going to see? Maybe a link for Amazon.com, whether you're going through the portal on Potaholics.com for Disrupt the Illusion or you're going through the Amazon portal at JohnToll.com, you click right on that Amazon banner and it takes you right into the site. It takes you right into the site and the site operates just like the, so- the site operates, but a small, just a smidge, an absolute minute fraction of everything that you buy goes back to support the show. And if you feel so inclined to do that, well, then God bless you. And if you're just shopping for something and you forget, well, then, hey, you got to do that, too. All right. Anything you guys can do to help the show, I get, I, trust me, I could definitely appreciate it. And uh, stay. Amazon.com. It's a great service. Whether you're getting uh, whether you're getting rain and laughs or you're getting my buddy Paul's book, Wake Up, The Enlightenment of an American Misfit and Outlaw. Also available on Amazon. So you go on there and uh, look, while you're there, while you're there, maybe you're buying my first album, Fat Heaven, or maybe, you know what, maybe you just go to iTunes. Are you you want to do me a solid right now? Here, do me, a, do me this solid if you haven't done it yet, all right? I have two iTunes feeds. Actually, there's three iTunes feeds that I would love you guys to subscribe to right now. Of course, go find 4256 Productions Presents on iTunes. That's where we live here at Carpath. That's where we live on After the Illusion, all right? Or maybe you go to the Disrupt the Illusion iTunes feed and you subscribe to that show. New episodes drop every single Monday, all right? And and this and this episode I just put up because I was on the road. I didn't have a cast of anybody. It was just me and comedian Ryan Singer. Ryan Singer, available at ryansingercomedy.com, hosts the podcast Me and Paranormal You, also available on iTunes. So there, now we're three in, all right? You got the 4256, you got the DTI, and now you've got Me and Paranormal You. You get his podcast. We discussed shape-shifting and... Uh, Let's hear. You know what? Here, I'll give you uh, just for this because you guys are fucking cool and you hang in. Here's a couple minutes of Ryan Singer breaking it down. This is what you're going to get on Disrupt the Illusion. Yeah, I had a um, another experience with her, which was even more profound. Um, maybe a week, two weeks later, we were supposed to have a date and she canceled on me saying it happened again. That was the only message I had. And so I just drove over to her place back in Culver City. And excuse me. And so 
she lets me in after I'm at her door. I'm like, hey, I'm at your door. You can let me in. Trust me. I'm not going to freak out this time. I'm like really excited about this. She lets me in and uh, she says, I was at work today. Uh, just minding my own business, doing whatever I'm doing at my desk. This woman walks by. is ready to have a baby. She's like, any day now she's going to pop. Like one of those big. Like, yeah, yeah. And she just looks so happy. And I remember thinking to myself, gosh, I wish I was happy like that. And then she walks off. I didn't think anything of it. And then 30 minutes later, I realized my clothes, I feel like my clothes don't fit. And I'm becoming pregnant at my desk. So I just, I called my, my boss on the phone real quick, said, I'm, I, I'm just really sick. I got to go home right now. And just went home. And I'm like pregnant. And so I was like, you have to show me. And she's got like a sweatshirt on and like uh, sweatpants. Yeah. She lifts up her sweatshirt. It looks like she swallowed a beach ball. Like she was nine months pregnant. Wow. It was crazy. And I had a lot of experience around young women who were pregnant because all of my sisters got pregnant when they were young. Okay. Like 18. Did you ask her if it was yours? Yeah, right. Like, wow, this is <laughs> that would have been really the that would have might my, my go to. <laughs> like, like, really fast. Look, I understand. I don't know what the gestation period is yeah. for you folks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm touching it. I've got my face trying to hear. Yeah. I've got my ear up to her belly to see if I can hear kicking from a baby that was full term in one day, right? And she's solid. She's a solid nine month. Like, like if you saw her walking down the street, you'd be like, "This woman's gonna have a baby right now." Right. And she's doing the wide stance with the, with the hand on the hip. It was incredible. It was incredible, dude. And I mean, they say seeing is believing. So it was touching and feeling. Yeah, of course. And, uh, and then we drank a bottle of wine. Well, good for her for being a pregnant. Well, you know, she just started being pregnant. You can get into the wine. Yeah. Right. So did she, was she, what, what did she think was going to be the, the eventual end of this? She had no idea. Really? She thought she was going to be off work until further notice. (laughs) So she woke up the next morning. Uh, she was back to normal. Really? Well, actually, she started going back to normal late night. Uh, it was, I mean, this is going to make me sound like a creep. But we <laughs> drank some wine. We definitely had sex. Really? It's like, was that the first pregnant woman you like, ever had sex with? Yes. And, well, yes. Okay. And the fact that I even had to pause for a second is weird. <laughs> In my brain, like, wait, no, hold on. I don't want to go off saying, I've stuck my dick into a lot of things. Nope. <laughs> But I think she... Uh, In my history as a comedic coxman. Yeah. Let me go through the Rolodex. Uh, she... It's, it's funny. I just like to tell people, like, she's like the first woman I've ever fucked unpregnant. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had sex to get her unpregnant. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she woke up in the morning and she was pretty much, pretty much back to normal. And that was... Man, after that, I was off the globe. Really, I spun off the globe. So man. you, and, but obviously you reacted better in your. In the oh no, second. I reacted. I reacted wonderfully to that one. But when I when I say I was off the globe, what I mean is, oh, you keep your Republican and Democrat conversations. You go have fun talking about that stuff. I'm I'm over here and like, or just like in general to people, like, oh, you want to argue about, uh, <laughs> you want to argue about Charter or Time Warner Cable? Yeah. Well, guess what? <laughs> I'm still just wow. I remember when I was had my hands on a shape shifting. Nine months, like there's just things that are bigger in this world. Of course, that I've uh, it kind of really reshaped my priorities. How fucking gnarly is that, about, dude? Dude, seriously, to sit there on the couch, to sit there on that couch and have that conversation with Ryan, 
You know, see, we, you know, you, you walk around your life and you fucking, you know, you, you just you know, look. We're in, we're in, we're in stand up. People are full of shit. People fucking lie because they're psychopaths. People lie because they they want to be liked. I mean, when you have a conversation and you actually look at someone in the fucking eyes and you're like, oh my god, you're a one hundred percent present in this story right now. Yeah, you are because it fucking happened. And yes, well, if that happened, then of course, because what I'm supposed to believe that every expanded awareness experience that I've had is right, but whatever anybody else has, I'm supposed to doubt. Fuck no. If you have, if you're in tuning, if you are you, if you're making the choices and who you are and your being, whether you're using a meditation, you're using hallucinogens, you're using you're using a religious or a spiritual practice. Maybe you're just doing yoga. Maybe you're just going for a walk. Even going for a walk, it just just changes. Anything physical changes your brain space, which changes your ability to perceive energy, perceives your ability to be aware. And as your awareness changes, what's your ability to bring in changes. This is a guy who has seen some shit. I've seen some shit. And uh, I was stoked to have that conversation with Ryan Singer. You can find him on Twitter at Rysing, R-Y-S-I-N-G, or at RyanSingerComedy.com. So yeah, Amazon.com. And so what, what I got, what I got, what I'm telling you right now, what, what, all right, let's put it all back on the table. J- Johnny, wrap it up. Come on, hurry up. You're at, you're already at 95,000 minutes here on your advertising and just the first piece of advertising. Oh, what a dick. What a dick. Johntoll.com, 4256productions.com. On iTunes, 4256, Disrupt the Illusion, Me and Paranormal You, and of course my buddy, Charlie Hodge show where of course look heart path also appears at charliehodgeshow.com and also look surprise go on his feed he's the dude who's knocking podcasts literally out of the park three four times a week every show is hysterical I'm going to be recording it today I'm going to be recording it today it's got a busy day I'm going to be a KLBJ I'm doing this show I'm doing KLBJ I'm doing Charlie Hodge and I'm doing a disrupt the illusion four shows in one day I'm going to have nothing to talk about now like now let's get back into the news Oh, it's just, it's heartbreaking to, can you say, I mean, the heartbreak, I guess that's, I, I'm watching the video here of, of Wadi. I mean, that's, you know, he could have just fucking dropped dead. He could have just said, I'm out. Could have. But he, he, he maintained, you know, hey, look, I don't know what if you've ever had a heart attack or what that looks like in your life when you fucking go out. But this dude maintained he didn't puss out and, he, and, and it was the drummer. That's that's the voice of the drummer who came back on. Uh, let's let's get into it. Veteran punk band The Exploited had a major scare on Thursday night as their frontman Wadi Buke and suffered a heart attack on stage during their stop in Lisbon, Portugal, as part of the resurrection tour of Chaos Trek. With Hatebreed, Napalm Death, and Primal Attack. I remember when uh, Frank, Frank from Hatebreed shot me, a, shot me a text. We were going back and forth because I like to, uh, every, every once in a while, I, I just hit him with a joke from fucking nowhere. And he goes, he, and he texts me and he goes, we're going on tour with Napalm Death and the Exploited. And I, I texted him back and I said, hey, Waddy, get your pink fucking dreadlock out of my hummus. <laughs> it's fucking... 
It's fucking Barney. I was like, could they imagine that? You've got fucking a socially conscious, you have a socially conscious Barney and fucking Napalm Death. You have fucking veteran punks and you have hands down the biggest hardcore band ever in the history of hardcore fucking uh, Hatebreed together on one tour. So I hope, hopefully the tours can, uh, yeah, in fact, the tour is continuing. You know, they just had to drop off and all the shows are keep going. I'm sure you can go to hatebreed.com and find those dates. According to the daily record seen in the video above, which we just talked about, he slumped down to his knees during a gig at the Republican, uh, the Republican, the music venue in Lisbon. Oh, by the way, this is from Loudwire. Forcing the band to stop mid-song, he was rushed to the hospital for suffering a heart attack. The band has coughed all gigs until at least May. Oh, so now they got a couple of months break? That's not good, because these dudes, I can imagine, need fucking money from playing. I mean, you, dude, there's no retirement in fucking punk, all right? If you're still in your 50s and you're doing shows because you're fucking, well, A, you love it, but B, you, you just you work. You just do it because that's your passion, all right? There's no fucking retirement in this shit. There's no retirement in comedy. You're going to fucking drop dead. Hey, you know what? There's no retirement in anything. In anything. What are you you're either gonna drop dead at a Chili's, right? Looking across at a wife who hasn't fucked you in ninety five years, boom, you're face down in queso and you're like, maybe and my should have spent more time living for my passion. A rep for the band released the following statement. We are sorry that due to a severe illness that Waddy cannot continue with the tour. He'll be in the hospital for at least a week. Meanwhile, the band's record label Nuclear Blast said Punk Legends, the exploiter, to force to cancel upcoming tour dates with label mates hate breed and stop all activities until May. So they made that. Uh, his wife, Gina, took to the band's Facebook page, said, my lovely husband, Waddy, asked me to say thanks to everyone from him and also thanks for myself for all their well wishes and support for him. It means a lot to us both and really helpful in cheering him up. So look, dude, this is they've been a band for more than 30. I remember being a kid and getting fucking, I remember fucking getting that getting that album, man. It was like, and what was on it? Sex and Violence was on there. I Believe in Anarchy. Punk's Not Dead, SPG. Was Cop Cars on that one? I don't know if Cop Cars is on that one or not. I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I. Uh, gosh, it takes me back. One of the first songs that I ever I ever learned how to play on guitar was fucking Punk's Not Dead. You know, and it was only like two chords, but that was enough, man. It was a fucking when you when you don't know how to play a fucking guitar or bass at all, and you learn one song, even if it's a fucking easy, if it's fucking Rockin' Me Baby by Steve Miller, you still feel fucking accomplished. You still feel good. You still like feel like oh, this is the fucking music is great. And music is fucking great. If you have this ability, that's why I love I love doing stand up because I get to write, I get to talk out loud, I get to do podcasts, and I can do fucking music. That's it. That's what, how fucking great is that? And when the exploited was on the ground floor of me figuring out what I really loved about underground music. A lot of people have talked shit about the exploited over the, over the days. I remember the first time, oh dude, the first time I ever saw the exploited, where are we at? 1990 at the stone in San Francisco, biohazard, and the fucking exploited and it's biohazing biohazard is touring on their first remember they had that record that came out i think there was like a manhole cover on it it was on maze records they were touring on that they hadn't even they hadn't even gone over to fucking roadrunner yet like and there was like pre-urban discipline yeah so they were still on first fucking record and dude that show holy shit a fucking biohazard knocked it the fuck out of the park hands down biohazard pantera machine head for that era fucking sepultura fucking now a nail bomb all that shit that was going on at that time phenomenal and to have exploited go on and fucking and i and i think the only 
They did, uh, and they did fuck the USA. <laughs> I remember being so happy, circle pitting my not as fat ass off uh, to the fucking exploited at the Stone in 90. And uh, yeah, you know, it's funny, even when the story came on, I, I went on and uh, I, I, listened to the, I, listened to the, I listened to the album. I might even get in a little fucking horror epics. I'm a huge fan of the massacre. I didn't even hate it when they went fucking crossover, but like, I just can't talk about this forever. All right. Sorry, I got to drop into more advertising. Here we go, and I'll be back. Stamps.com, everybody. Go over to johntoll.com right there on the podcast page or right there in the blog, and you're going to see ad links. Well, I've tur- well, hey, I've turned my website into a fucking NASCAR. All right, so anybody who wants to, hey, you know, for a guy that hates the media and advertising, oh, hey, throw a logo on my back. Nothing's changed. Oh, you want to see the Warzone tattoo? What about the Kiss tattoo? Do you like DRI? I got that. All right. Maybe I should have an exploited tattoo considering they, they were so fucking fundamental in my life. Maybe I finally get I finally get that skull head that I've always oh, put it on my neck. I couldn't do that. Stamps.com, everybody. If you go right there and click the link at johnsoul.com. Folks, 400,000 people are using Stamps.com right now where you can print USPS approved postage right there from your laptop or your desktop. You're never leaving your house. You're never, you no longer do you have to go to the post office. No longer are you waiting in line. No longer do you have to smell the hippie that's standing in front of you. Maybe, 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 and you know there's going to be a hipster there in line too. She's going to be knitting that cunt. And now she's not moving the line around because she's knit one and purling too. They won't let you bring your pearl beer inside of the USPS post office anyway. So look, stamps.com, you print it from home. You slap the stamp right there. Look, I use it when I got to send off my t-shirts and my CDs. That's, that's something that I've got, all right? You slap it right on there and it sends it on its way. From denominations to thirty nine cents to four dollars and five cents. All right, or you? No, no, wait. That's photostamps.com. Hey, wait a fucking mix up your copy, you fucking moron. Now, whatever you're shipping, it comes right off. Here's the thing: you, you log in, you get an account, boom, your 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 credit card's hooked up in there. So whenever you need more postage, you 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 never have to go. You're, it's convenience, people. That's what it comes down to. It's absolute convenience, and we have a special offer right now. You get a free digital scale. All right, and and you, it's a, it's an eighty dollar value. You have to pay some shipping and handling, but stamps.com. Make sure that you get a thirty, thirty day or four week risk no risk trial. Well, I guess it's thirty days or four weeks. It'll it'll read in the small print on there. Just make sure if you want to sign up for this, if you want to make your life easier, just go through johntoll.com, click the portal, and send your way to stamps.com. Photostamps.com, everybody. Hey, why don't I say everybody every time I do an advertisement? Yeah. Why don't you do that? Folks, if you're listening, well, say folks too. What about everybody folks? What if we're just folks, everybody? What if I just had a stroke in the middle of that last sentence? Maybe I did it 14 years ago and I've just been a moron ever since. Photostamps.com. Well, you're already sending stuff. That's why you need stamps.com. Maybe you're just sending some letters. Maybe you're just sending a, uh, maybe you're sending something back. Maybe you're maybe you're sending maybe you're sending a thank you note. Maybe you're sending uh, maybe you're sending a, 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 a you're sending a hey thanks for the interview. All right, I know that maybe I, I shouldn't have swore in the interview, but I swear I'm a good guy. Well, you throw your face right there on a stamp. You can upload your own pictures. Once you upload those pictures, you can put a border around it. You can crop it. You can edit it. You can make yourself look thin. Boom. Next thing you know, you've got pictures of yourself, your own face, using it for stamps. Maybe using your dog. Maybe a picture you and your father playing golf oh maybe it's just you sitting in the 4256 productions golf cart 
Maybe it's just you eating a jelly donut. Maybe it's just the American flag because that's the patriot that you are. You can get denominations from 39 cents to $4.05. How many people are, you know how many people are, they've sold like 13 million of these things, folks. So look, the people are getting great value out of it. Great for wedding invitations, for thank you notes, for letters. You can pay your bills with them. Photostamps.com. If you go to johntoll.com, you click the link, boom, you're sold. We're going to have some new sponsors climbing on board here uh, pretty soon here at 4256. So uh, let's get back to the news. This is coming to us from the uh, Daily Caller. According to uh, that, Jimmy Kimmel asked his audience Tuesday night to raise their hand if they've signed up for Obamacare. No hands went up, at least one visible to the human eye. Really? Kimmel responded while cracking up. Well, they claim that more than 3 million people have now signed up on the healthcare.gov website. Maybe they have, I don't know. Then he aired a video sketch mocking the government it's Obamacare implementation problems. It's possible that Kimmel's producer asked everyone in the audience to keep their hands down as part of the gag. Who knows? Either way, it's clear that Obamacare continues to be a late night punchline, and and it should. I know that uh, I sat on I sat on hold for ninety minutes last week because I got to go get this fucking colonoscopy done, but I can't go get the colonoscopy unless I get the referral. So I went and got the fucking referral. But guess what? The insurance company goes, yeah, but did he get the referral from his primary physician? Oh, well, I don't know. Has he picked this guy as his primary physician? I couldn't even go online and pick, yeah, that's the guy I saw as the guy that I want. No, no, no. I had to sit on hold for fucking 90 minutes. And when you're on hold for 90 minutes, you range the range of, look, I just got to be paid. Look, maybe the lesson... The lesson of all of this is just to be patient and maybe, you know, the fact that the fact that you're able to sit on a coffee bean on Sunset Boulevard and you have 90 minutes of free time. You can, you know, you're sketching, you know, you're, you're writing out some some jokes, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe the fact that there's 70 degree temperatures around there and, and you're one and later on that day, you're going to go to the dumb Starbucks <laughs> press conference, which I actually went to. I went over and I, if you guys saw that Nathan Fielder has a show there on Comedy Central and he put up the dumb Starbucks bucks and it was fucking packed during Los Feliz. I went over and uh, watched the festivities or fucking camera crews. I mean, everybody live remotes. I was looking for opportunities to yell Baba Booey like a fat fuck. I got a couple hats. Oh, and who's wearing his dumb Starbucks hat to Starbucks? This guy. Oh, because I love that Hollyberry butthole brand. He brought it all back. He brought it all back. I walked, I wore that hat into a, a Starbucks in Northern California, and these girls lost their minds. Oh my God, I saw it on the internet. They were like, can we get a picture with you? That's fucking weird. You know what's weird? Arkansas girl 15 pulls prank shot to death by homeowner. Booyam. Group of Little Rock teenagers, and I'm I'm gonna be in Little Rock. I'm gonna I'm going to fuck. When am I going to Little Rock? April second through the seventh. Yeah, or some there sometime there in the beginning of of, uh, of April. I'm gonna be in Little Rock. I'm gonna be there at the Looney Bit. All right. Group of Little Rock teenagers decided to play a prank on a home of a friend who played a prank on them. Well, turnabout's fair play. According to police, the friend's father came out of the house and fouled several shots at the car while they were in, killing one of the teens. Oh, that's a fucking buzzkill. According to Little Rock Police, around 1 a.m. Saturday morning, seven teens, not seven teens, seven teens went to the Little Rock home of Willie Noble, 48, when they saw a vehicle on the property that is released, mayonnaise, toilet paper, and other debris on the car. Seven then got in the car, were prepared to leave. Noble came out of his house and allegedly fired several shots into the vehicle. 
end of the vehicle. After Adrian Broadway, 15, was shot in the head later, died. Oh, you poor thing. Just to be out, just to be fucking out and about and not doing. I, I mean, what? You didn't, you didn't go in fucking egg houses and toilet paper houses when you were a kid? You didn't do that? Yeah, we all fucking did it. We all said, hey, I'm going to go out late night with my dumb fucking buddies and we're going to make some bad decisions and we're going to fucking giggle about it when we go back to school on Monday. Nah, did you, what'd you guys do? And they did it to a friend of theirs, okay? This fucking guy doesn't know it. He goes outside and he fucking jams him up, kills a fucking kid. That could have been any one of us, all right? The question is, if you're going to own a fucking gun... Use your fucking head. You can't. You can't just what you've thrown someone through. Look, someone throws fucking miracle whip on the Honda. I'm not gonna go run up and get my fucking shoddy and go in there and teach him a lesson. All right. If this shit's about defense, not defending your stuff. Don't ruin your life because you're defending stuff. All right. What if someone tried to come in and steal your hot pockets? What are you gonna do then? Well, you're gonna give them the fucking hot pockets. Hot pockets recalled over disease and unsound animal contents. Ooh. This is coming from the CBS local affiliate there in Detroit. Nestle is voluntary recalling an unspecified number of Philly steak and croissant crust Philly steak and others. Hey, Philly's all over the show today. Hot pockets because they could contain meat that is unfit for human consumption, according to the USDA. And trust me, as far as government agencies go that don't do anything, the USDA, top notch. Nearly nine pounds of beef products were recalled last week by Rancho Feeding Corp. If I, what do you, I own a feeding corp. It's called Rancho. Well, ranch was taken because that's what that guy's doing down the street with his condiments. I just threw an O on the end of it because I like the way it sounds. And it per se that they, okay, nearly nine pounds recalled by this after regulators said it processed disease and unsound animals with a full, without a full inspection. Oh, well, fucking gross, gross. Nestle said a small quantity of meat from Rancho was used at California production facility that makes Hot Pockets. Oh, try to say Hot Pockets without dropping into a a fucking gaffigan. The recall is limited to several batches of the two Hot Pockets flavors, which are distributed nationwide. No illnesses have been reported. Customers who have purchased the recall product should discard any unused portions and visit the place of purchase for a full refund. Ah, well, I can tell you one thing. All right. If you're sitting at home and all of a sudden you have a stomach ache, all right, you're not going. It may be because you're fucking also guzzling down a two liter of Mountain Dew. All right. Maybe, maybe you're, maybe you're nine hot pockets in, but you're so fucking high out of your mind. You're going to be so high. You don't even know you have a fucking problem. All right. You don't even know you have an issue. Yeah. I don't know anything. I know this. The smoking gun, the smoking gun.com is going to bring you the nation's top news of Americans. Being Americans, man dressed, man busted for hitting a plow driver in head with a shovel during a snow rage attack. A Massachusetts man was arrested Saturday night for allegedly clobbering a plow driver in the head with a shovel in a snow ridge attack. According to police, Doug Haskell, 40, was charged with assault and battery with a deadly weapon following a violent confrontation with a neighbor in Lakeville, a town about 40 miles south of Oh. Investigators allege that Haskell, seen in the adjacent mugshot, it looks like a normal dude, became angered when the plow driver pushed snow onto his side of a narrow street after exchanging words with the male driver. Haskell allegedly hit the victim in the head and shoulder with a shovel. The plow driver suffered a cut above his left eye but then declined transport to a hospital when interviewed. Haskell arraigned the day on the felony counter released on his own recognizance. His next due in court on March 27th. Oh, you said you're because you know this guy. 
honey, go out, go out and shovel. Now this guy, not only he's mad, he's got to shovel his fucking driveway to get his fucking car out to go to a fucking place he doesn't want to go because his wife's fucking making him do it. You know, he's out there. He's got sweaty fucking balls. It's freezing. He just wants to be inside doing anything other than shovel. Here comes Snowplow Bastard rounding the fucking court. And this guy, he doesn't give a shit. He's got a fucking job. He's getting paid to clear the fucking city streets. Next thing you know, every bit of work this guy's done here at the end of his driveway, he's now, he's got a fucking four foot mound of snow again. And all he's seeing is just fucking absolute red. And I'm sure he's now he's holding the shovel like a psychopath. Probably calls the guy out. Hey, hey, why would the guy get out of the truck to even be hit with the fucking shovel unless he thought. Unless he thought, hey, I can fucking take this guy. <laughs> I'm going to fist fight this guy. Why that? Why not just have a fucking snowball fight? Why not just decide? Why not just decide that's the better way to go? Look, let it do snowballs at 50 paces, all right? Then no one's getting shoveled up the side of the dome. No one's getting yelled at, all right? And of course, dude, I'm going to the comments. I'm going to the comments. David Ross, all what is known as a top commenter from Miami Jackson Senior High School, Massachusetts dot 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 another savage obama voter no doubt <laughs> in a story where a guy just tries to beat up another guy because he's fucking because he's fucking getting shit ready for his life and he gets in a fucking altercation this guy takes it to fucking obama voter level what a fucking moron the comment under that when liberals attack i guess it's time to ban snow shovels Oh, aren't you so funny? Oh, you see what they've done there? How they've used shovels and the gun thing? Oh. Dude. That one is the thing under that. Well, do you want shovel-ready jobs or not? Oh, you fucking people. And everyone on here. How come everybody on here as their high... I don't know enough about this site. Who, who, who are you that you just have enough time to sit around on a fucking police blotter blog all day and try to be funny. What do you fucking do with your free time? You should be ashamed of yourselves that, that, you, that your comments would be so good that it would catch my... Really, is that what I'm mad about? Is that I go down the rabbit hole of these fucking morons. It's not enough that I sit on Reddit. Oh, and I try to stay away... I try, to, I try to stay away from Reddit, but I can't. I get fucking, they, once I was out and they dragged me fucking back in. John Cusack's doing a fucking ask me fucking anything. And a guy asks him, hey, John Cusack, actor, guy who knows things, you're a big supporter of Obama, but he's kind of fucked up. How do you feel about it now? This is what John Cusack drops on him. Our constitutional system with its checks and balance of protection of rights has been under attack since 9-11. The Fourth Amendment is near death, and President Obama's remedies in his speech are no better than Band-Aids and aspirin, are in reality even less than that. His speeches seem to be designed and intended only to improve the public's mood about the way things are and will remain to restore confidence in a system that does not deserve trust. The president is showing no signs of being in control of the intelligence community. It either controls him or they're simply in sync and in full agreement. He ended up rejecting even the recommendations of his own handpicked panels. He gives lip service to the problems in his speeches, but we know the vast difference between his rhetoric and his policy. John Cusack, hats off to you from the 4256 production studio. That's a fucking guy who's fucking tuned in and knocked out of the park. That's exactly what the fuck is going on right now. This is absolutely wag the dog. If, if, you, if you notice that 
If you know that, you know, what, what about the, what the four year old kid walking in the desert all by himself, like he walked from fucking a thousand? No, look at the fucking pulled back photo that they use. He's fucking behind three hundred fucking people and his family. They zoomed so hard on this fucking photo to make it look like this kid was fucking by himself. It's a fucking hype job. Anything they can do to get us into fucking Syria, anything they can do to continue our fake war on terror, our fake economy built on war. Halliburton's making money. The oil companies are making money. The credit card companies are now able to come to your house. You're being spied on. All of this is happening. And now here, that being said, as we know that the world is going down hell in a handbasket and we say from time to time, well, then now what? You can become part of the process, become part of the political process, rise to a point of power, and you'll probably get bought off and change nothing. Or you unplug from the whole thing. You find something that you're passionate in your life about. You find other people who are equally passionate about other things in their life. And then you work together in a communal living sense. And you no longer need the economy. You no longer need the media. You no longer need the scare tactics of the people who are put together to control the minds of the subconscious to keep people dumb and keep them morons and keep them fighting and keep them dividing and keep them working in jobs they hate so they can buy shit they don't need that doesn't help them. So they can sit here and say, yeah, my life's not bad because look at that fucking guy. That's not the point. Do an inward journey. And that's what the point here at Cart Path DM is. Sometimes you're on the cart path. Sometimes you're in the rough. And sometimes you're right down the middle of the fairway. It's your fault for golfing. It's your fault for having a bad swing. It's your fault for playing it like it lies. Or maybe you kick the ball a little way to give yourself a better opportunity. That's the point. That's the grand metaphor of all of this. Make better decisions and you'll have a better time. Love the decisions that you make. Love the people who are around you and love the projects that you get engaged in and your life will 100% reflect what's going on. Guys, I'm John Toll. This is Carpath DM. You guys are incredible. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the support. If you love the show, hit me up on Facebook or Twitter at John Toll, J-O-H-N-T-O-L-E or at JohnToll.com. New blogs, tour dates, you name it. I'm going to be back in San Diego come May, back in Northern California come June, Anchorage, Alaska, and in the Southern Peninsula in April, Wichita, uh, Wichita, Kansas, I'll be there, and Little Rock, Arkansas, and Arlington, Texas. All dates available on the site. Thanks to charliehodshow.com for letting this show live there. Thanks for uh, thanks for everybody. I mean, folks, I just can't tell you. I'm I'm absolutely stoked and it might just be the coffee. It might just be Holly Berry's beautiful butt flavored coffee. Maybe that's what it was. Ah, you just got to find happiness in the small things. All the small things. Work sucks. I know. Oh. I was going to fucking let it go right there, and I forgot. Guys, this is uh, Take Offense from San Diego, available on Reaper Records. Uh, you download, uh, go, go buy the album. You can get it on iTunes. You can buy physical from the label or buy merch from the band when you see them live. Okay, uh, Take Offense, hands down. Like I said, Take Offense and Power Trip, top two bands going right now in the United States. Folks, this is Take Offense.
You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.